You're listening to Integration Redesigned, the podcast that unpacks ideas, trends, and topics that directly impact developers and tech professionals. Join us as we learn from experts who are innovating and developing emerging tech with the world's leading brands. My name is Kate Port, and I'll be your host once again. And I am joined today by Tam Ayers, our field CTO for North America. Hey, Tam. Hey, Kate. Happy to be back here. Happy to have you. So today, a topic that I am so excited once again to talk about, uh, the 2022 State of Enterprise Integration Report. So just a reminder and a recap, Tam, I know you know this report inside and out, but for our listeners. This report we launched uh, just about two months ago, I guess, depends on the timing of this podcast. But over the summer of 2022, uh, we launched a report and surveyed a 1000 respondents from across North America and the US, uh, including CIOs, web developers, enterprise architects, and all companies had over 500 employees. So very much targeting responses from that enterprise level. And we got respondents from three industries, finance, manufacturing, retail. Uh, and most of those companies were either from companies in the mid-market, call it $50 million to $500 million in revenue, and enterprise, uh, over $500 million in revenue. And, and based on that, that company information we had available. So all of this information was really impactful, not only to how we run our business, but to ultimately how we help to shape where the future of integration is going to go. Now, Tam, overall, reaction to the report, were you surprised? Did it meet your expectations, exceed expectations? What'd you think? Yeah, you know, I would say that um, it definitely it was it was definitely very insightful to to validate you know some of the things that that we're thinking here at DigiB and kind of get a pulse on the direction of how enterprise integrations are going. Um, but I will say there, there was definitely some shocking you know information and stats in there. We we had some ideas um, you know around uh, where integrations are prioritized as as far as it, it, you know enterprise IT you know stack and, and where those kind of concerns lie. But we didn't really fully understand. Um, you know, exactly how many people do or do not have enterprise integration strategies yet, given how important that is and some of the findings that were there. So I'd say it definitely validated a lot of things that we were thinking, but it was also surprising to understand just how, um, you know, the maturity of integrations across the entire landscape are. And and, and this is a um, really insightful data for us and, and as well as for everyone that's listening. I think you nailed it with that last piece, right? This was information that we wanted to know at DigiB and figured, let's share it with the world, right? Why, why keep this bottled up? Uh, let's make sure that we can utilize this to help drive innovation forward. So I think there were three big takeaways from the report. Uh, and feel free to go to digib.com and, and download a copy of that. We're happy to share. But um, those three takeaways were that not surprisingly, poor integration costs the business. Uh, internal alignment on an integration strategy is particularly challenging. And finally, successful and cost-effective integrations are definitely achievable, but it's got to be something that you pay attention to. I think if I were to look at those three things, we could certainly call to attention to some of the stats that have been headliners for us, but there are more impactful uh, insights from the report. One in particular is around 
the impact of poor integrations, right? So we know that integration is important. We know that strategy is important. We know that maybe not everyone is doing that. Um, but then let's take a look at, well, what happens when integrations are not done particularly well? And I think, Tam, when we were catching up, that was one of the things we, we talked about. Um, so when we look at innovation, uh, we look at lack of agility, what are some of the things that come to mind when integration is not done the right way or particularly well? Yeah, I mean, if you think of the full life cycle of integrations, right, everything, not just the building and the planning of that, but also the maintaining and the, the, the deployment, the extending, they're expensive, right? There's a holistic life cycle there and discrete activities that have to be managed across that. And so while everyone focuses heavily on that build, you have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, maybe the build portion can be done relatively inexpensive with you know more cloud native solutions that are out there. But what is the true cost both on hard dollars, but also on time um, and, and other, other types of costs when it comes to maintaining that, that full life cycle? And so in today's economy where, where you know, we're, we're likely heading into some kind of recession, potentially, businesses are expected to do a lot more with a lot less budget. And, and trying to manage that tactical versus strategic, especially, and then trying to innovate on top of that, right, to help kind of project or, or propel the business forward, that's even harder. And so when, when we're getting stats back that around 50% of, of respondents are saying that poor integrations have ultimately impacted their ability to innovate and adopt new technologies to ultimately help the CFO, right, help the business grow, which we know that, that on the CFO's plate from, from other research that, that growth is one of the top drivers or top top uh, issues for them, innovation is really something that's going to help do that, right? And so if, if poor integration is directly the top response was that it was impeding in a, in a, uh, innovation. And on top of that, we're also seeing that, you know, ineffective practices um, toward, to, and, and inefficiencies in general across all of IT is, in, is, is kind of the second highest response, right? They're right under 50% of the respondents saying that around, around what poor integrations are doing to their business. So when you look at those two things alone, and think about the you know overwhelming kind of cost of how much integrations, you know what the the cost of doing that or the cost of having no strategy. It really shows that there's a lot of area for improvement here, a lot of area where you can increase the efficiencies, you know, utilizing different accelerators or more modern integration technologies, and and, and ultimately allow you to spend more time on innovation that's ultimately going to project the business forward. There's no tolerance now for things like wasted resources, which again was in that top five for for what poor integrations means to the to the business. I mean, around one third of respondents were saying that wasted there were wasted resources on maintaining um, on these kind of low value tasks where they could be reprioritized to more of those high value tasks. So really the absence of a strategy, not only, you know, while integrations are expensive, that that lack of a strategy actually ultimately ends up costing more when really there are solutions out there that don't cost that much that will ultimately help you, you know, close the gaps and not kind of fall into some of those pitfalls of poor integrations. It's so interesting because when we think about integration, it's at the foundation of what makes business work, right? So it's this thing that has to happen. And if it's not done well, it sets a really shaky foundation for how things can then be built on top of that. So it's so important for everyone to think about that baseline integration. And it's, you know, it's, it's integration is something that is crucial, but not mm -hmm. necessarily the fun, sexy work that we're thinking about when it comes to innovation. But if that foundational work isn't done well, it can really cause that unstabilization that 
just won't allow you to, to continue to innovate and, and add on. So I think that that was an interesting one where, again, we, we assumed things going into the report, but very interesting to see. Right. And, and, an, and I think that oh, I was just going to say on that really quickly, you know, there, there's, there's an interesting stat around that, around how much people are having to re-implement, um, you know, different integrations, right? 96% of the respondents said that they've re-implemented a, a, an integration that they built, um, you know, in the, they've re-implemented in the past 12 months an integration that they already had made. And so that just goes exactly back towards those comments that you're making as to, to why is that happening? We've had EIPAS solutions out there for, for over a decade, Yet, you know, they're not set up in a way to where you're getting, a, you know, reuse um, and more discoverable reusability so that you're not having to rewrite those integrations as the business adapts and changes. And, and to me, it just doesn't seem very acceptable that, that in this day and age and this kind of era, era that we're in of digital transformation, why integrations are that Achilles heel when really they can be a strategic differentiator for businesses. Well, amazing tea into the next piece of, of data that we we we, ha- we have at our disposal, which is around downtime, right? So you're talking about not only being a foundational component, but there's this tolerance level of something that quite frankly should be a non, non-starter in many cases, where we heard that of respondents, 96% of the respondents said that they had downtime. Uh, I want to drill into that stat a little because we expanded on that 96%. So Tam, when you hear that stat and when you saw it, what were some of the interesting components to that stat? Because downtime, I mean, nobody wants to have system downtime, right? We hate getting those alerts as consumers. But what does that actually mean? And, uh, you know, how does that stat affect the business? Directly. I mean, anytime that a system is down, right, especially in integration, you know, that that's typically one of the largest areas where something fails, right? All, all, most most outages, if I kind of leverage my, my experience from ServiceNow as their field CTO before coming over to DigiB here, you know, 80% of outages are caused by some kind of change, right? And typically it is in the, infra, uh, in the infrastructure or in the integration space that typically kind of triggers that outage. And so it's not acceptable, in my opinion, to, to just assume um, any kind of outage for, for any reason as a part of some kind of digital transformation. And if, and if you are, have you taken every single step or every single precaution to make sure that it's either mitigated or, or you know, not occurred? And so as I start thinking, you know, my, my entire career has been spent in the tech, enterprise technology consulting space, right, or, or, on, or working with some of these larger software companies. And I start to think that if I was going in trying to sell a solution or present a solution to some to, to a CIO and, and, and telling them that there's going to be downtime, I would have some answers there or some tough questions coming from that, those leaderships around how much downtime and why and how can that be avoided. And so today, I think that CIOs have been sold kind of this, this, this bag of goods, if you will, around integrations that, that might not necessarily be true. You should be asking these kinds of tough questions as a leader is, as, is, to, is that downtime really necessary or is it, is it a byproduct of the specific technology that I'm using that could be mitigated by using something else? So of that 96% stat you're talking about, what was really shocking to me is that around 50%, 48% said that it was more downtime than they expected. So, so we've got people used to 98, 6% saying that there was some kind of outage, but 50% of them said it was more than they even anticipated. And to me, there's just so many other solutions that are out there, ourselves included, that that you know could help mitigate or or have no downtime. We're 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 built around that, around having redundancy and failover, 
attaching to endpoints and satellite systems on the protocols they're already le- you know being le- um, leveraged today for those ex- integrations so that we can avoid those kinds of outages and downtime. So to me, it's it's a matter of are we asking are leaders asking the right questions and exploring other solutions that are out there? Have they been sold different technologies that were kind of empty promises around this? Because again, with over fifty percent with more outage, um, more downtime than they expected. Um, today, I just feel like that's not acceptable to go to 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 go to different to the business and say, yeah, there's going to be an outage as a part of this this uh, this upgrade when when there's other solutions that are out there that will make it so that that's not an issue. So interesting to talk about all of the technologies that are out there to help us solve our problems, right? I mean, ultimately, and we've said this in in previous episodes, we want the technology to work for us, not the other way around, and. One of the more interesting things about, I think, the report that we collectively at DigiB talked about was that this space, integrations, there is room to grow. There are room for people to come in and say, we can do this better, whether that's faster, less expensive, uh, in a more supportive way to reduce that downtime, to think about ways that we can innovate more quickly. And I think that's where... Digibee comes in and, and certainly, a, you know, a little bit of a plug, but I think what we found in the report was, yeah, there's, there's still opportunity here because the solutions that are out there just aren't cutting it. So Tam, thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure we're going to be together here again. Any, any parting words before we, we wrap up about this report that kind of come to your mind or have we covered all of it? You know, I, I would I would encourage everyone to go and download and look at it because there's so much more data that we don't have time to discuss, you know, here. But but you know, I think that that we're seeing here, and this helps validate and even anecdotally in the conversations that I've had, is that there's so much technology in this space, and we're living in such a a great time of of, of digital innovation of new solutions that are that are out there, ours included. And I think that the biggest thing that people need to start, or IT leaders need to start asking themselves when it comes to integrations are, are we building these in the way that we want to build them, tool agnostic, and building these scalable, redundant, uh, sorry, scalable and, and resilient uh, integrations? Or are we building them the way that some, based on how we're limited by some kind of legacy architecture or system? You shouldn't have to make those kinds of trade-offs. You should be able to build the integrations in the business that you want and find solutions that are going to empower you to do that. And I think that that's what ultimately, when people are backed into some of these these downtimes or these negative consequences that are found in, in the report, it's because they've been kind of they've been kind of pigeonholed into building these integrations in a way that um, and managing these integrations in a way that that weren't their first choice and and limited by kind of legacy technology. And so this kind of amplifies and, and highlights that. So look for solutions that are out there that are going to ultimately allow you to build the business the way that you want to build it, not the way that you feel like you have to because of some limits of some technology, including your EIPAS solution. Everything should work for you. I love it. Uh, thank you so much once again, Tam. Glad we had a chance to talk about this report. Looking forward to the next one, uh, getting ahead of myself. But certainly thank you for joining us, Tam. And we'll be back with all of you again soon. Always a pleasure, Kate. Thanks. You've been listening to Integration Redesigned. To learn more about how Digibee can help your team connect and integrate systems at scale, visit digibee.com. Thanks for listening.